Cairo Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Good morning and welcome to Your Partner in Law. Hi, I'm attorney Rick Gregorick and I'm here with uh, Ted Hansen uh, again this morning and hope to have a, you know, just a nice little chat with you this morning about, uh, gee, what's going on in our world um, as a state and elder law attorneys. And of course, we do real estate and business and things like that. But I'd like to discuss a little bit about, you know, what we see occurring during this um, pandemic and the economic uh, shutdowns and all the related things that we're all living with on a day-to-day basis. And we've been noticing, you know, some trends, um, things that aren't being reported in the news, obviously, probably things aren't being uh, tracked necessarily like we're going to talk about. But just what are we seeing from you folks calling us, from our clients, and just kind of what are we experiencing? And then, you know, having talked with other estate planners and communicated with them around the country, you know, kind of what, what what's the feeling? What's happening out there? And, you know, what are any lessons learned? I think what we would want to stress on that. So in today's we want to look at kind of what are the you know the issues that seem to be arising that are more prevalent during this current time than we've seen historically and um, more importantly what you should do about it and so that's really kind of one of the things we want to look to today is you know what are the issues and what are the problems kind of frame those and then what are your solutions what should you be doing because most of us should be doing something (laughs) and so it's what are those things we should be doing and then um kind of take it from there. So, Ted, uh, good morning once again. And well, Good morning. Uh, nice to have you with us. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see the sun shining finally, well, I mean, consistently. That's, that's been the bright spot this week, you yep, know, literally. The, the funny thing is, Rick, you know, I, I, I spent a great deal of my life in Southern California, so sunshine was no stranger to me, and I was no stranger to sunshine, but it's kind of funny up here, and I, my wife and I were commenting about how uh, we have all these kind of, you know, 50-degree, 60-degree days of rain and kind of cool weather, and then every Everybody's looking for the sunshine, and all of a sudden it's 80-plus for a couple of days, and it takes only about three days of that before people are griping about that, right? Before, before. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, me too from Southern California, and when yeah. we moved up here, um, the short days during the winter were something to get adjusted to and that lack of light. And then, you know, I, I think it took me 10 years for my blood to thicken up enough, I guess, yeah. as they say, to where I wasn't freezing in our normal 50- to 60-degree temperature that we have yeah. so frequently. Well, my, my young life was in the Midwest, so I am no stranger to snow and that sort of thing as well for six to eight months out of the season. Yeah, so, I was. Uh, it took so me a while to miss get ready. that at all, right? It took so. me a while to get ready for that cold or the chilly up yeah. here. And then, of course, yeah. when it does get real cold, it does get real cold. But nevertheless, I think that the sunshine improves people's attitudes, and we sure could use a good dose. Yeah, of that, good vitamin D, yeah. man. In fact, keep your vitamin D up, folks. That's yeah. something during this uh, thing because it certainly helps with depression and all that fun stuff. I'm not a doctor, but my doctor told me to take vitamin my D. My doctor told me that every single <laughs> person in the state of Washington has a vitamin D deficiency, so that's, so, uh, that's the way they t- look Take at. that to heart. Well, Ted, as we're looking at this, and we were talking just before the show about the rise in, you know, what we call it in the firm, our after-death cases, whether they be trust administrations or probates. But for this time of year, um, we're seeing far more than we would historically see now. We're seeing, you know, things that are kind of typical to year-end. We always see a surge in deaths, it seems like. At least the activity in the law firm picks up, you know, the latter part of the year around the holidays and going into the first of the year. But here we are in, you know, spring and summer and you know yes you know a number of the deaths that we're dealing with in the office here were indeed um, covid deaths covid related deaths but then there were at, at least half uh, of the other case of the other um, ones were just 
non-COVID related died of other, you know, other things that we die from. Um, most of the people are elderly in their 80s. And we were just, you know, positing, you know, we're, we've all heard so oftentimes that, you know, as we age, sometimes we lose a, the will to live. And looking at the isolation that people are going through with the shutdown and many people have not been able to, you know, get outside their rooms in a lot of facilities. And um, even if they're in their own home, they've been pretty much isolated. So we've been really concerned about this because we're seeing, you know, an uptick in that area. So, Ted, what would be some advice that you would give? You know, you deal with seniors on a daily basis and especially when they're shut in and this idea that there's just, you know, the communications with them and what what, do you, what advice do you have for some of our folks well unfortunately that that's a reality that uh, there's a lot of folks out there that simply don't have a family network to uh, support them and and that's a real difficult thing because a lot of these people that I, I truly believe Rick that they die from loneliness they drive they, they die from lack of social support and and just they just like Rick said earlier they lose their will to live and, and we have seen an unusual uptick uh, particularly in the last month or so with, with people passing away, not necessarily uh, after age 80. I've had several people, um, you know, in their even in their 60s and early 70s that have passed away recently, uh, some COVID-related and some not related at all, and, and some that we get just off-the-wall kind of cases, uh, you know, that somebody goes in for a minor procedure and doesn't survive the surgery and, and those kind of things are going on. But I think the key to uh, the isolation issue is to find some way to have some interaction with someone, no matter where you're at, whether it's in a nursing home setting or something else. You know, they do their best in these facilities to try to find activities for people, but they also find that a lot of people simply just don't want to participate for whatever reason, particularly under the current environment. So it's really important that you keep your mind stimulated and that you, as always, you know, you plan for this eventuality, and this is what we do for a living. So we see both ends of it. We see the planning while you're alive, and then we do the back-end work as well. So we do see quite a bit of this. And, and like I said, there's been a very unusual uptick in this uh, area lately, and the courts even have reported almost historic levels of probates and things like that they're, that they're experiencing. And uh, as a result, we're, we're getting orders that are getting delayed by a couple of weeks in many cases uh, to open probates, which normally you would take a day, day and a half to get back. So, uh, yeah, it's, and, it's, and Ted, it's, one of the things with, with the bit. court backup um, and things like that, I, I, we don't have the statistics, of course, in front of us, but one would assume that a great deal of the probates that are going through are intestate, where people did not have wills. Well, and those, those clog the systems up more and take more time. And, yeah, they do. And, 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 and when you get into those kind of situations, you know, the court always takes a look at who it is that's bringing this forward and what are their motives bringing it forward you know people die with wills I, I would say more often than they die than they die they die without wills more often than they do with with wills sure about 70 percent of the people do yeah, not and, have a, and, and, a valid but, or will but, but yeah. in terms of how the court treats those they look at them a lot differently you know obviously when, when you have a will that's properly drafted and and filed uh, the scrutiny on a document like that is a lot less than someone coming forward and saying you know my 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 grandpa died and i'm the only one left and you know the court needs to vet that and make sure that that's in fact yeah, i mean how does the, case, the court right? know that billy that's is right. grandpa's last that's remaining right. um heir yeah. i mean we got to check that out somehow and that's not easy folks yeah. so it, whenever it, you have money at play unfortunately you get these what we call slick actors that are <laughs> that are in the mix and and sometimes are not uh truthful slick is the term we use on sunday morning yeah okay yeah slick is the term we use sunday morning but nevertheless the the scrutiny uh probably is the reason for a lot of the backup and uh you know we've had a lot of cases lately that uh of of missing wills and lost wills and things like that that we that we have to deal with too and and those take time so. you know it, it it's just it's a it's a constant challenge folks and then um so as a bare minimum we, we know we all need a will 
the question would be what kind of will. We can talk about that throughout the show a little bit, whether you need a regular will where it's going to handle the disposition of your assets or you're going to use a revocable living trust, in which case you still have a will we refer to as a pour-over will that kind of backs up your trust in the event you don't transfer assets to it properly. So, hey, folks, um, we've got an exciting webinar coming up. It's going to be different than most of the other webinars that are out there, and I know some of you are just bored to death with uh, one more webinar. But uh, this one's coming up here August 25th. I'm going to publish it uh, next week, and so I'm giving you a little heads up. It'll be uh, probably in the morning on um, 825. That's a Wednesday morning, so um, hopefully we'll have lots of you sign up. And it's going to be about the integration of estate and financial planning and the importance of making sure that those two things are aligned. Uh, We've been preaching integrated estate and financial planning for nearly 20 years now, and so um, we're going to share that with you. I'll have my uh, good friend and colleague uh, Tom Cock and also Don McDonald um, that will be uh, co-hosting this event with us, and Tom and I will have a nice discussion on just how this integrated planning process works, and most importantly, why you benefit. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Regrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick. Gregor and Associates, they're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You know, we can't always count on good health as we age. That's why I cannot overstate the peace of mind I feel in having long-term care coverage. And if you've been thinking about it but have questions, there's a great time to get answers. Join me with my friends from 525 Advisors Thursday, August 13th at 3 o'clock, right after the big show, for their free long-term care planning live webinar. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and discover all the new options, different ways, to fund a plan, and then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will work with you to design your custom plan just as they did for my wife and me. Our plan even has lifetime benefits that pay us back if we never use it. I love the amount of time they spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. Sign up today for that free webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com. It's August 13th. It's free. I'll be a part of it as well. Go to 525longtermcare.com. It's times like these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. Hey, it's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage everyone everyone to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregorick and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to your partner in law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. 
Hey, welcome back to Your Partner-in-Law. I'm Rick Gregrick, uh, attorney at Gregrick & Associates, and I'm here with attorney Ted Hansen, also associate at uh, Gregrick & Associates. And um, we're talking about the you know COVID-19, the economic impacts, and we brought up in our first segment about, you know, at our firm, and we see this across the region and maybe even nationally, about, you know, an increased number of deaths, obviously COVID-related deaths, but not just COVID, others as well. Um, in our firm, it's been kind of 50-50, you know, of the cases we're getting in, ones that were, you know, tied to COVID versus other people who died of other um, complications of that. And, you know, the, the challenges here and the fact that most of most people do not have an estate plan. They don't have a basic will, powers of attorney, health care directives, living wills. I, I can't think of a more heightened time in my practice in the last 20 odd years where it has been more important to have an up-to-date current estate plan because if you do get in the you know into the hospital situation whether it's covid or non-covid um security's tight visitations are limited you know communications are harder i mean it's just makes sense folks to have these documents in place and then Review them. If For those of you who have them, review them. How old are they? If they're more than five years old, they really should be looked at um, to make sure you have all of the options and opportunities available at law. Um, Washington State has done uh, quite a bit of changing over the last oh, half a dozen years or so in um, giving us better tools um, and for your estate planning. So, you know, better tools, enhancing powers of attorneys, adding powers for digital assets. I mean, my goodness, you know, the impact of the digital world on us right now. I mean, we just saw the four big boys get grilled in Congress here last week um, about the amount of uh, impact that the, you know, the Internet giants um, can have upon us. So, yeah, and that's a relatively new area, too, Rick. I mean, we, ten years ago, we didn't even talk about these types of issues. And for those of you that are curious about what exactly that is it it relates to a couple of things one are our social media accounts and how we access those and the right of someone else to do so and and also it has to do with these non-brick and mortar banking institutions that are out there that uh, have a tendency to have a one person who knows the password arrangement and that's that and in order to get passwords in the past you used to have to go get a court order for that and it was a probably a two to three month process by the time that order got generated and it got off to the creditor and the creditor actually sends you the information to access the account meanwhile all this information and the money is landlocked essentially so this digital asset uh, issue is very very important and nowadays we're able to plan for that so you know updating your estate plan is obvious you know that you shouldn't need to be told that but you know changes in law will affect your estate planning if it's older um some things may you can't do now or maybe there's new things that you can do but we need to look at that and we need to look at we need to look at the powers that are granted in a power of attorney on an individual basis and make sure that we're covering the things that are more likely to happen in your particular situation and how those powers of attorneys work. Uh, these are just critical documents during any period of disability. You know, I've often, Ted, and I think you probably have the same opinion, but as a planner during estate planning, I think the most difficult part of it is the disability planning component. First off, most of you want to resist it because it's the other guy that's going to be disabled. It won't be me. Um, that's faulty logic. Let me help you out. That's faulty logic. It very well could be you, and you need to plan accordingly. We always say plan for the worst, hope for the best. But uh, taking an ostrich approach of sticking your head in the sand that it's not going to happen to me, that's a little foolish and childish. That's just doesn't matter. doesn't matter if you're six foot five and 250 pounds of solid steel, you know. That's you, me. That's Ted, right. You can come down to that. Uh, you can succumb to the tiniest of viruses. You know, you can't yes, even you see can. it. Yeah. You can fit a whole colony of them on a pinhead, yeah. and that'll take down the biggest and toughest of any of yeah, us. Yeah, that's a tough discussion. You know, we talk about this all the time, how people really don't anticipate that. And, and I'll tell you what, when it happens and you don't have the tools to deal with it, uh, that's the hard time to learn that lesson it really is and we get a lot of that as well and sometimes the answer is i can't help you 
unfortunately, and that's uh, not where you want to be here, you know. And we talk about disability planning quite a bit, but it's critically important that you have these powers of attorney in place. And it's probably instructive on a little on, on some level maybe to talk about these types of instruments and what they do, but powers of attorney can be tailored to one specific item, for example, right? You have the authority to sell my boat or my property in Missouri or whatever the case might be. We use them in business situations for people that are in businesses that who's going to run this if I suddenly become incapacitated? And and they don't think about these things. And we tailor these kind of things for business people as well as individual specific uses, as well as the broad, what we call broad general durable powers, which really for lack of a better way to put it, throw everything at the wall that can possibly be thrown at the wall. Whether you use the power or not, you have the ability if you need it, right? So that's Well, it's always better to have a tool in your toolbox and not need it than to not have the tool in your toolbox exactly. and need it. I mean, exactly. that, 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 I mean, come on, we all know that. It's like having one of those multi-tools that you can use for a multitude of purposes, but it's all in this one document. That's kind of the, that's a decent analogy, I think, for them. Well, it really is. So, we, you know, these core basic documents that all of us should have. And, you know, I want to dispel the notion that you have to be a millionaire or a multimillionaire to do estate planning. That's ridiculous. Everyone needs it, regardless of your wealth or even lack thereof. We have clients with negative net worths, folks, that you know we have to do estate planning or elder planning for. Um, so it's not an issue of your wealth. Now, your wealth will dictate the type of estate plan you have or maybe adding tax planning or asset protection, other features. But at the core fundamental level, your estate planning is about you, about your family, your loved ones, your spouse, your children, perhaps parents or other related family members. But, you know, the death planning, you know, you're, you're, you've died. You know, it's sad. We go through the grieving process, but it's finite. And then we have to go through the probate or trust settlement process to settle your affairs. Um, that's emotional and everything, but it's far less difficult than disability. And, I, and disability kind of comes in two two forms. One form is this gradual, slow onset. We see this with, you know, cognitive decline leading into Alzheimer's and other cognitive-related uh, dementia diseases. Those can come upon rather slowly sometimes and just kind of grow, kind of like a light bulb slowly dimming. Not sure when it's going to go out or when our competency is going to change. I mean, people could have these mild symptoms for several years and wake up one morning and have taken a quantum leap backwards, so to speak, and have a severe loss of other memories or functions. And then the other type of disability, I just say sudden onset. Now, sudden onset is what it is. It, it happens like, boom, today I'm fine. Right now I'm fine. Two minutes from now I'm not fine. Whether that be from an accident, could be an auto accident, it could be a sporting accident, any type of accident. You could trip and fall and hit your head. You know, so that's a sudden onset of a disability. And or on the medical side, you could have a heart attack, you could have a stroke, something that's immediate, and especially strokes um, that have, you know, obviously can um, affect your um, your thinking and your brain and all those fun things. So those are sudden onsets. Um, sudden onset, you don't have any choice, you know, it, it's done. And depending on the impact of the injury, you may or may not be able to do any estate planning. You know, on the sudden or excuse me, on the gradual onset, my goodness, if a doctor has given you a diagnosis that you may or are likely to have Alzheimer's or other cognitive diseases, you really need to call your attorney or get an attorney um, very quickly and establish your estate plan. You're going to need it. And this is just kind of a responsible thing to do. Hey, I mentioned last break uh, on August 25th, um, Vestry and Gregory and Associates, uh, your partner-in-law, we're going to be doing a webinar on integrated estate and financial planning. You're not going to want to miss this. We're going to start uh, advertising it next week. It'll be Wednesday, August 25th in the oh, mid-morning time. And uh, it's going to be quick, in and out. Lots of fun. Uh, if you've ever heard Tom and Don, um, they're great. Um, 
great radio hosts and entertainers almost, but more importantly, terrific fiduciary financial advisors than um, us. And we're going to talk about how financial advisors and that should be working with estate planning attorneys and vice versa, all for your betterment through the integration of proper estate planning and making sure that you have all the tools that are necessary. Hey, folks, Greg Rick and Associates, we are open for business as an essential business, and uh, we, we're here to talk with you. You can contact us uh, through yourpartnerinlaw.com or the good old-fashioned way. Pick up that telephone and give us a call. Area code 425-284-3450. That's Gregorick and Associates. That's our home number, our office number, 425-284-3450. Folks, we'll be right back. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregorick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick. Gregorick and Associates, they're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You know, we can't always count on good health as we age. That's why I cannot overstate the peace of mind I feel in having long-term care coverage. And if you've been thinking about it but have questions, this is a great time to get answers. Join me with my friends from 525 Advisors Thursday, August 13th at 3 o'clock, right after the big show, for their free long-term care planning live webinar. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and discover all the new options, different ways, to fund a plan, and then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will work with you to design your custom plan just as they did for my wife and me. Our plan even has lifetime benefits that pay us back if we never use it. I love the amount of time they spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. Sign up today for that free webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com. It's August 13th. It's free. I'll be a part of it as well. Go to 525longtermcare.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. Hi, we're going to continue our talk here on Your Partner in Law. Um, I'm Rick Gregorick, and I'm here with uh, Attorney Ted Hansen. And we've been talking a little bit about the kind of the challenges during our shutdown, during the COVID and the economic uh, distress that so many are going through, and the heightened need for estate plans. Planning. And um, part of that's just evidenced by how many more deaths we're seeing going through the system, going through our office. Ted mentioned earlier that, you know, the courts are even being bogged down. Um, some of that's because of, you know, they're, you know, being remote and doing all those things. So things have slowed down. But, you know, an awful lot of people are dying, not of COVID necessarily, but just other events. But I think kind of maybe tied to COVID from an emotional or yeah, I think there's, you know, basis. I think there's no question about that. I think that there's really high stress levels out there in all age groups right now. And I I really do think that it's taking its toll. And it is particularly taking its toll on a lot of older folks that are unable to see their families and do normal interactions like that. And, and I think also we'd probably be remiss if we didn't say that unfortunately the isolation also creates opportunities for predators who prey on people and take advantage of weakness and do things like that particularly in these trying times economically and these people make very attractive targets that have money and and unfortunately see an uptick in that kind of behavior as well uh, during these kind of times and so just keep that in mind if you have somebody like that in your life or a neighbor or someone like that that you know is not getting attention no by all means try to be a good human and at least you know make sure that their welfare is cared for and they're looked after in some respect even if it's just a hi how you doing can i do anything for you kind of you know basis you know um and i I want to mention we're talking digital assets and control over those the the internet scams out there folks the phishing things you know they're trying to get to your computers i got a really interesting one um 
couple days ago, and it was purportedly from the Seattle Foundation. You know, great organization. We've done lots of work with them over the years, and um, they're you know a five hundred one c three public charity. And um, check them out, SeattleFoundation.org. Um, but I got this email that was from a gal that I know to be at. I know her name. She works at at uh, Seattle Foundation, and I get this email. And now I didn't have any current work with her, so and it was about our client, you know. And I said, well, that isn't right. But as I look through the email. I could tell that it was not sent from a Seattle Foundation website it, or you know, from an email. It had this other really weird email substituted with this gal's name. So that was the indication that it was a spoof. And, of course, we were able to confirm that it was one of these phishing ones that had I clicked on the attachment... Um, I don't know what would have happened to my computer, but we're all, you know, all of us are faced on a constant basis on your phones. Your phones are subject now, folks. You're, they're scamming your phones, too, and your email accounts and all that. So, you know, do the password thing. We all know what we need to do. That's the best protection that you have, and pay attention to that stuff. And, folks, if you have seniors um, that are out there that may not have a great handle on a lot of the technology, and but they are using email, and maybe you're Skyping or Zooming or things like that, um, Somehow, if you can take, you know, see if you can look at their computers, make sure they have some antivirus software and some other checks and make sure they know not to open certain things. So that's just kind of an aside. But we see some horrible things happen um, that impact your estate and your planet you know, and, and, and get into your accounts. And do that. In fact, I just have, I have an aunt that lives back in uh, the Midwest and she's 83 years old and doesn't exactly embrace technology and computers Uh and she she called me last week, and she had some email that looked legitimate from from Norton, from the security company, and and she she read it to me, and and I said, well, I'd really rather that you not <laughs> click on that link, and that you instead pick up the phone and you call the the company. Well, sure enough, when she called the company, they hadn't sent her any email, and they were in fact quite curious about who it was that was trying to get into their space, if you will, and this. Uh, these hackers, you know, they're very creative because these things look just like they come from the company. Oh, the they, logos are good. They use and, real and people's I, names. We, and we get them all the time from banks like Chase and Bank of America. I get them all the time. And, and folks, I don't even have an account at Bank of America, okay? And they're wanting me to update my information. Yeah, not, those, right? I get those so, all the time. You so know, it's, it's, like, just, it's, it's, it's interesting. But nevertheless, a lot of that goes on. And so, you know, a little bit of oversight is not a bad thing, folks. It you know? really, really is helpful. So let's talk a little bit about integrated estate planning and where we start. Well, I kind of look at it as the attorney's job is really to be somewhat of the architect of your estate plan. In other words, figuring out with you, based on your personal goals, your objectives, your family situation, your family relations, what you own, how much you own, and then you know, looking at what risk and concerns are in your family, and then crafting an estate plan, whether it's a will-based plan or a trust-based plan, we've talked about these many times on the air, um, you would have that as your foundation. So your wills, living trust, your health care, and your financial durable powers of attorney, these are the types of documents that form the basis of your estate plan. And then from that, from that core, once we've sat down and gone through your primary planning objectives and your goals, and we can figure out what those are, we get those on paper, we get that put into your wills, trusts, powers, attorney, healthcare directors, maybe you've got LLCs, whatever it is, we want to make sure that's all working right. And then looking at other areas of your estate plan. So we always start with the basics. We all need either a will, living trust, base plan. All of us need that in some form or fashion. Now, my will might be very different than your will. You know, your family situation is likely different than mine. Mine and Ted's are different. I'm sure his estate plan is very different than mine. But you have to have an estate plan. So estate plan has common elements. And I think maybe this is one of the confusions, Ted, because I hear this from folks all the time. I ask them if they have an estate plan. They said, well, yeah, I have a will. 
And I said, well, do you have anything else? No, I just have a will. Well, that's not a plan. That's a piece of a plan. And, you know, powers of attorney. Or I hear other people say, well, I've taken care of my estate plan. I have a power of attorney. Well, what does that power of attorney say and do? Just having a document with the title power of attorney may or may not be effective. I know, Ted, you get calls all the time, as I do, where they say, you know, I took this power of attorney in, you know, and the bank won't take it. And then we usually look into it and we say, well, gee, the bank actually did their job. (laughs) And believe me, folks, when you start dealing with institutions and trying to move, let's just say, anything over $1,000, they're going to take quite a hard look at this document and make sure that it is, in fact, what it purports to be. And very many times we have, and we've talked about this on the show, that we get these check-the-box power of attorneys off the Internet with none of the boxes checked that provide no power to anyone to do anything for anybody. And and that's a, <laughs> that's a really harsh lesson to learn, too. And particularly, like Rick said earlier, if you have a sudden onset and you lose the capacity to execute the document, now you've just put yourself in the unenviable, very expensive guardianship uh provision role now and so we want you to be able to avoid that at all costs and these powers of attorney are substitutes for those two uh, yeah, and, for, that, and, for those proceedings and it's kind of beyond the scope that we're going to talk today about but you know guardianship folks the guardianship is something that you want to avoid guardianship means you become a ward of the state you are no longer in charge of yourself the state now in all intents and purposes owns you and they will tell you what you're allowed to do and most importantly what you're not allowed to do so you're being stripped of many of your constitutional rights in a guardianship your right to marry your right to contract your right to vote you know all these types of things are there now they're put in there for protective procedures such that your 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 ability to contract therefore if someone tricks you into signing a contract it would be void because you're Right. been deemed incapacitated and an incapacitated person cannot enter into a contract that sort of thing is that or that, you can't marry that's another one that comes up all one. the time and we see a lot of those kind of situations both good and both good and bad so you know each situation is different folks but all of you should have a goal of avoiding guardianship okay that None of you want that. Like Ted said, it's an invasive process, and it never goes away. You know, you're reporting back to the court annually, um, strict, strict, strict accounting, I mean, to the penny, and very difficult in a lot of situations. So um, an unpleasant process for for most. It is necessary in some cases. Look, the guardianship process is necessary, and I think the courts and everybody tries to do a good job, but this is a tough thing to, to do and to maintain a good job at it is and it, it and it, it's one of those areas again like rick said and i don't think people understand that a guardianship absolutely does strip you of your rights and now you have somebody appointed by the state it could be a family member but you have somebody appointed to handle both your financial and your health care decisions for you and and the loss of the constitutional rights is a very serious thing in the courts they don't they don't particularly like stripping people of their constitutional rights and they're always looking for something that they call a less restrictive measure in these cases and those less restrictive measures 99 percent of the time are powers of attorney they really are and so it's so important and we're going to be talking a lot about some of these things also and some of the triggers and some of the ideas in our upcoming webinar on 825 we're going to um, publish that next week and um, get you information there but i'm giving all my cairo and ktth listeners a little bit of a heads up that august 25th that's a Wednesday in the um, mid-morning. Uh, we're going to be doing a really cool um, webinar on integrated estate and financial planning. So uh, stay tuned to get more information on that. Hey, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, while we're gone, uh, go ahead and jot the law firm's number down, area code 425-284-3450. 425-284-3450. Give us a call. We're here to help. We'll be right back. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? 
We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregor and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You know, always count on good health as we age. That's why I cannot overstate the peace of mind I feel in having long-term care coverage. And if you've been thinking about it but have questions, this is a great time to get answers. Join me with my friends from 525 Advisors Thursday, August 13th at 3 o'clock, right after the big show, for their free long-term care planning live webinar. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and discover all the new options, different ways to fund a plan. And then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will work with you to design your custom plan just as they did for my wife and me. Our plan even has lifetime benefits that pay us back if we never use it. I love the amount of time they spent with us. And it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. Sign up today for that free webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com. It's August 13th. It's free. I'll be a part of it as well. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation, 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm Rick Gregorick. I'm talking with Ted Hansen. We're talking estate and elder planning during the COVID-19 pandemic and some of the trends that we've been seeing in more deaths, um, not just COVID deaths, obviously, but uh, non-COVID related deaths in our senior population. And, um, you know, we're surmising that this is due to a lot of stress and uncertainty. And, you know, anecdotally, we know that people get to age sometimes and the will to live is you know, they kind of lose it. And, you know, that's a sad thing when that happens. So we're talking about how can you help these folks? I mean, if you have seniors in your life, you know, um, communications, you know. Um, yeah, and it's been really tough. And uh, dealing with that, if it's your folks or somebody you have close contact with, you know, talk to them. See if they have their estate planning documents. Just talk to them about what's going on and, you know, get the general sense of their feeling. They might need to see the doctor and be treated for anxiety or something. Yeah. I, my dad had these issues when he got older after my mom had passed away. My dad, you know, he had a Purple Heart recipient in Korea, tough guy. I never saw the guy, you know, bl- flinch at a thing and yet when he got older and he himself was ill he uh he was scared that he was going to die alone or die at home and no one would find him and that he was kind of isolated so it was very important and and i know my brother and i worked really hard to um keep in touch now my brother was living closer i'm up here in washington he's in california so that was a problem but we actually even you know we kind of clandestinely worked with neighbors and kind of helped set up a little support system and um that felt more comfortable they had set up some things at the neighborhood and that so even neighbors can help um, my dad had some, you know, it was had pneumonia and he was in the hospital for 11 weeks. He was told when he was there, he would die. And um, he didn't want to die at the time. He had a will to live. 
and he finally got another doctor that came in and was able to get him back on his feet and he lived uh, another another decade after that so it wasn't quite his time but the will to live was so dramatic in going through that for my dad because you know he'd, he'd had 10 doctors tell him he's not going to survive he's going to die and he you know needs to you know, just accept that at this point. And he didn't really want to. And he found another doctor and the doctor said, Mr. Gregorick, if you're willing to work with me, I'm going to work with you. And I have a high degree of confidence that you're going to get up out of that bed and walk out of here. But it's going to take a while and it's going to be hard. You're going to have to do some things that are uncomfortable, maybe even hurt a little bit. But if you want to overcome this, this is what you got to do. And dad's laying there literally on his deathbed. And he said, let's go for it. And so that will to live was just something that really gets driven home a lot. So if you, you know, neighbors, people that you see, I mean, or if you know that your neighbor is alone, that she, you know, she may 80 year old lady or a man or somebody that's older, you know, maybe say something. Um, and if you see they're not getting any communications or that, I mean, if you can talk to them, that would be great. If, if, if nothing else, you can always call Adult Protective Services and ask them to do a welfare check on a person if you think that they may be in harm. Um, they're busy, but I think they will respond um, yeah. and do that. And this, so. is, this has been a really, really challenging area for a lot of folks without being able to have direct contact. And, and I know that a lot of people feel and maybe rightfully so that they don't want to be the person that infects these people by having some you know communication with them and this is really a tough area because people crave we are social beings and people crave interaction with other human beings and and Even I, grumpy Gus. Yeah, and I, and I think it's, you know, if you can do it safely, uh, I would encourage you to do it, right? I mean, there was a period of time where they weren't letting anybody into adult family homes and nursing homes. And, and to, to a large degree, Rick, that has remained the same. It's still very um, tough to get in any of them. However, with the weather improving, we, we're seeing a lot of outdoor interaction where we can sit in patio settings and things like that, which is absolutely fabulous for somebody who's been essentially locked down for the last six months that can you know, come outside and enjoy a conversation or perhaps eat a meal with you outside. Uh, so there are ways, people, that you can do this safely, and we do encourage it because, like I said, isolation leads to all types of bad things, and it also severely impacts your will to live if you're cut off from your family and your other social interactions. So, well, so, well you know, Ted, I uh, this has been a tough, tough item to deal with with a lot of people. I know. Well, as many of myself, you, you know. yeah, we've been doing some house calls, folks, for yeah. people who can't and, get out. And I, for and, one, you know, I normally go see my my aunt who's 82 every single summer because she's getting on, and and this year I made the. Decision decision not to do that, unfortunately, because, you know, she's not entirely comfortable with having people come off of an airplane that have been, you know, potentially exposed uh, unwittingly, right? And and I certainly don't want to be the one who causes her untimely demise as a result of visiting her. So this has been a personal issue as well. And, and not only that, but I, I see it from many, many clients of mine. But I'm still in regular contact via phone and FaceTime and things of that nature. Yeah, it's really important. And, like, you know, I, I was just about to say earlier that, you know, you know, we, we do house calls, folks, for people that can't get out. Some of them we've, uh, you know, we meet out on the patio. We've had some nice yeah. weather. So, you know, what a great thing. I mean, it's kind of cool for me. I mean, most of us, you know, we're living inside an office our whole lives and we meet all our work. Gee, I, you know, how how often do you get to do an estate planning consultation out on the patio on a nice sunny day? Yeah, it's, so it's crazy how we'll these, work it. We'll work yeah, it with you. Is yeah, what I'm saying. It's you know? crazy how we've kind of adapted to this. And we we talk to a lot of clients of ours and how they execute documents. And we've seen things like like cars, right? We pull up in cars and we witness from cars and we do things through screen doors on patios and through windows and otherwise what would be considered really creepy behavior we're engaging in to try to get these plans executed but that is the reality with these homes now and these the people that are in these homes are hyper hyper sensitive about people from outside coming in but the point being here guys is there is a way to get this done you just need to be a little creative about how it happens yeah and like i said we're we're being creative like everyone else and trying to adapt to your needs because it varies now if you're able to come into the office that's great you know we follow all the guidelines and masks and gloves and we we're going to take your temperature went out and got those cool little electronic thermometers and you know going to ask you some questions about you know if you're coughing or any fever or any other covid type related symptoms and uh, we're going to you know do it smartly and safely and um, that you know 
that works. Uh, some of you may or may not be able to get out of the house or because of age or other issues. Um, we are doing, you know, I'll call them house calls. You know, some of those are to assisted living facilities or it could be hospitals or wherever. Um, and but this is one of the reasons we encourage people get your estate planning done. This is a tough time to be doing it if you are sick or ill or of advanced age it's really a tough time for you know you younger folks you know the i'll say 65 and younger uh, most of you don't have any excuses for not getting your estate plan done so um i would just encourage you to do so because folks without them now if they are impacted even the least little bit by covid it's very difficult to get everything put in place and sometimes it's just not possible at all and that's the worst case of all so you know we really want to focus in on that and we really like i said at our firm we take a holistic approach to your estate and elder planning um it's a all estate and elder planning is so much more than just the resulting documents it's what the benefits of those documents will do when you're properly um, coached, I say coached in using these documents and understanding them, um, it can make all the difference in the world to your care on how good a job you've done in setting up your estate plan and the tools you have provided to those that are going to be giving you care. you got to give them the right tools, folks. I mean, if you're sending the guy out to um, re-roof your house, you probably aren't going to send him out there with a bunch of equipment for you know building a patio you got to have the right tools and so it's not just that you have a, an estate plan but it's an estate plan that's tailored to you with the right tools please don't interpret that as meaning oh that's going to be really expensive no it's the cheapest way you can do that because if you get a like ted said you get one of these crummy documents off the internet or something and you print it off and it's all wrong and it doesn't work well then free just cost you maybe a whole bunch of money i mean tens of thousands of dollars perhaps yeah, if lot, you had a lot to go more to unwind it if you We've said this on air so many times, Rick, that it's so much cheaper to do it right and and do it now than it is to try to fix something after it's happened. Uh, We would really rather not see you in a crisis mode. We would really rather see you not in a crisis planning mode so that we can have a reasonable discussion about this. But we get them. We get them both. And uh, when something drastic happens, that is not the time to think about this stuff. It's well before. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to have well before the the car breaks down. Yeah, and you're on the freeway. Right. So. So. So, folks, just to kind of wrap up uh, here that as a law firm, state and elder planning and the guardianship and the probate work and things we do, we are open for business. Um, We've been considered, you know, law firms like ours have been considered an essential business since day one. Um, We need to keep certain legal activities and functions moving forward, especially in this critical area of disability and after death. I mean, these are these are things that are real and guardianships. We have to keep working on these things. It doesn't stop. So we're well equipped to help you out. I mean, but, you know, some of our staff is still working. Remote. We still have limited folks in the office. We have limited uh, numbers of people that come into the office, so it's never crowded. We're very fortunate that our building is almost entirely still shut down uh, with the other um, non-essential businesses. And so um, it's a pretty, pretty safe environment as, as things go today. But um, we're available for telephone consultations, video. Um, we have found a lot of seniors aren't all that thrilled with some of the uh, the video conferencing. Um, it is more difficult um, to have a good, successful communication that way, but we do our best. But the best thing to do is contact us with your questions. We'll figure out a solution with you on what to do and how to move forward. So just uh, contact us through yourpartnerinlaw.com, and you can click there through to the website for the firm if you want, and uh, you can ask us questions questions there. Ask for our life plan organizer. We didn't get a chance to talk about that much, but uh, ask for the life plan organizer, a married or single version or a domestic partner version, and we'll get that out to you. We're out of time again. Talk to you next week. Be good, people. Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. 
Event Info newsletters and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner in Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.